Thanks for joining us for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife Elizabeth. What do we do? What do we do? You know, we don't run for the hills. We don't quit our jobs. We don't take up arms and go, you know, we're going to fight back. I heard some guys talking about exactly that just this past week. You know, we need to, no, we don't. No, we don't. Where do we, remember, we're fighting for the people that are being held captive. We do that on our knees. We do that on our knees. This battle is won in prayer. When Christ tells Pilate that his kingdom is not of this world, there's an important insight for us to observe. Oftentimes, we fall into the habit of trying to take heavenly matters into our own hands. In today's message, Pastor Robert reminds us that we're to patiently wait for the Lord to restore the earth. We are called to love others and share the gospel while waiting for his coming return. Now, here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21, with today's study. You know, in 2018, Israel will be 70 years old, be a generation old. And, and you know, again, we're seeing the just not rebirth, but the resurgence, if you will, of, of anti-Semitism around the world. Again, Luke 21, 34, he says, Jesus, again speaking, take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that day come on you unexpectedly, for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. That's the message tonight. What do we do? What do we do? You know, we don't run for the hills. We don't quit our jobs. We don't take up arms and go, you know, we're going to fight back. I heard some guys talking about exactly that just this past week. You know, we need to, no, we don't. No, we don't. Where do we, remember, we're fighting for the people that are being held captive. We do that on our knees. We do that on our knees. This battle is won in prayer. There are millions and millions of people. We had a young guy come. I don't think I've shared this with you guys. We had a guy, we had a young guy come to church. This was about a month ago, maybe, right around 30 years old. And he was here with his girlfriend. And I, I wish I could remember where she was from, uh, one of the Eastern European countries. He was from Libya, and he was all excited to tell me how he came to know the Lord Jesus. He said, Jesus came to me in a dream. And he told me to read the Koran. And I'm like, what? wait, say that again? He said, yeah, yeah. Jesus told me, read the Koran. I'm in the Koran. He said, I met Jesus because Jesus told me to read my book, the Koran, and that let me know he's for real. And he started explaining the whole thing to me. I don't even remember all the details of it. But by reading the Koran, he came to the conclusion that Jesus is the Son of God and that he needed to learn a little bit more about Jesus. And he actually, that's how he became a Christian. Isn't that amazing? It's an amazing thing to me. And that's, that's why what we're saying here, the mercy of God, it's by his mercy that you're not Islamic. It's by his mercy that I'm not out there fighting for gay marriage. 
It's by his mercy that you and I know him. And we need to remember that and be on our knees crying out for these people who are doomed unless they too come to know him. You see this? The war is for their souls. The battle that we fight is for their freedom. It's for their redemption. That's what we're talking about tonight. That you and I, this, this, from everything we can see, and again, we've probably left you with more questions than answers tonight. There's a reason for that. We don't have a whole lot of answers. What we know, though, is that this is a very, very, very important month in all of human history. So many things are coming together. So many things in Scripture. So many things in, in the world. And so... We need to recognize that. And do you remember in the book of James, we studied it. He told us, if any of you lacks wisdom, do what? Ask him for it. How do you ask him for it? In prayer. In prayer. We need to ask him for wisdom. We need to pray. Yeah, so let's do that. Let's pray. One of the things that, that weighs on me so heavily is that there is, there is revival in Islamic countries. There is revival in ISIS territory among ISIS fighters. I pray for revival in the church instead. Why is it that so many Western youth join ISIS if not for the fact that we haven't given them a cause to fight for? I hope we've emphasized this clearly enough that what we're talking about is a very, very real war. But it's, it's the physical things that we see are really, they're not the primary concern here. The primary concern is the war that is driving that. It's the spiritual battle for people's souls, for people's eternities. That, that's what drives it. And that's what we, you and I need to be focused on. It's what... You know, Elizabeth asked me to read something to you. And I've gone back and forth with it, to be quite honest. It'll sound familiar to some of you, I think. It's a creed, a commitment. It's something that I, to be quite honest, I find far too few Christians even trying to live up to? Let me read it to you. Please listen carefully. We've plagiarized something and Christianized it. In times of war or uncertainty, there is a special breed of warrior ready to answer our kingdom's call. A common man with uncommon desire to succeed. Forged by adversity, he stands alongside our Lord's finest special operations forces to serve his call, the people of God, and to protect his way of life. I am that man. The cross I wear is a symbol of honor and heritage bestowed upon me by the hero who has gone before. It embodies the trust of those I've sworn to protect. By wearing it, I accept the responsibility of my chosen confession and way of life. 
It is a privilege that I must earn every day. My loyalty to Christ and his church is beyond reproach. I humbly serve as a guardian to my fellow Christians, always ready to defend those who are unable to defend themselves. I do not advertise the nature of my work nor seek recognition for my actions. I voluntarily accept the inherent hazards of my confession, placing the welfare and security of others before my own. I serve for his honor. The willingness to control my emotions and my actions, regardless of circumstance, sets me apart from other people. Uncompromising integrity is my standard. My character and honor are steadfast because his word is my guide. We expect to lead and be led. I will lead by example in all situations. I will never quit. I persevere and thrive on adversity. My Lord expects me to be physically harder and mentally stronger than my enemies. If knocked down, I will get back up every time. I will draw on every remaining ounce of strength to protect my teammates and to accomplish our mission. I am never out of the fight. We train for war and we fight to win. I stand ready to bring the full spectrum of his entrusted power to bear in order to achieve my mission and the goals established by my calling. Brave men and women have fought and died building the sacrificial tradition and holy reputation that I am bound to uphold. In the worst of conditions, the power of the cross steadies my resolve and silently guides my every deed. I will not fail. Why did I finally decide to read it? Because as Christians, you and I have been given the ultimate example, and we've been given the very spirit of Almighty God to live out this kind of commitment, this kind of devotion. And according to the Bible, that's what's appropriate. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Romans, I urge you, I plead with you, brothers, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God. That's what we're talking about. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and it's at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, 
that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, as taught by Pastor Robert. But today's message is unique. As you listen today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Now, maybe you'd like to hear this message from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth again. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and simply select Today's Date from the Main Thing Radio media player. You can listen to, download, or subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.